You're listening to the Tiny Course Empire podcast with Cindy Bidar. This is episode number five, and today I'm answering a question from a listener who wants to know how she can market her tiny course when she has a tiny audience to match. Stick around for seven steps to market your online courses. Welcome to the Tiny Course Empire podcast, a weekly show dedicated to helping you launch and grow your digital course business, even if you don't have a big team or a six-figure ads budget. We'll help you design smart systems, take consistent action, and achieve massive success on your own terms. Now, here's your host, Cindy Bedar. Hey guys, and welcome back. Before we dig into the steps to market your online course, I wanna give you the secret sauce that is gonna hold this entire plan together. The other day I had a conversation with my husband. We were talking about why some course creators seem to be more successful than others and why some business owners in general just really seem to struggle all the time. Is it, you know, did we say, is it a quality thing? And no, we kind of both pointed out that we could see plenty of top selling products that we felt don't really live up to the hype. And I bet you know of those too. So is it just luck? Are some people just in the right place at the right time? I don't think that's it either. If luck was all it took to be successful, we would never hear another story about a lottery winner who lost everything after taking home a seven-figure jackpot. So what about confidence? Again, not likely. I know more than a few confident failures and plenty of shy, introverted millionaires too. So what's the secret sauce then? Truthfully, in my opinion, it comes down to one thing, and that's taking consistent action. I know that doesn't sound very sexy, does it? But if there's one thing I could tell you about how I grew a six-figure VA business and then transformed that into a successful course and membership-based business, it's that I showed up every single day and I did the work. Whether it was connecting with potential new clients as a virtual assistant or emailing my list on a regular basis or creating new courses every month. That really is the secret to making those seven steps work in your business. Just be consistent, show up every day and do the work and I promise you everything else will fall into place. Okay, so what the heck are these magical seven steps already? Let's have a look. And you might want to grab a pen and a notebook and take some notes because this one is full of action items. We'll start with step one, and that is to prioritize your email list. I will bet you a pint of Ben & Jerry's chocolate chip cookie dough ice cream that if you asked 100 online business owners what they most regret, 98 of them will tell you that they wish they'd started their email list sooner. Don't be number 99. Set up your list building system right from the very start. It doesn't have to be fancy. You don't need a dozen ways for people to subscribe, but you do need one good quality opt-in offer you can share. Now, I know it's really tempting to think, well, I have all these followers on Instagram or Facebook or LinkedIn or, you know, name your social platform of choice. And there are people who will tell you that email is dead, but I promise you the only reliable way for you to reach your community is if you have their email address. 
organic reach on social is and has been declining for years. The ability to use messenger bots has been completely throttled. And if you put your business future in the hands of someone else like that, you are just one algorithm update or one policy change away from having no business at all. I know that sounds really kind of dire, but that's because it is. I can't tell you how many stories I've read of small businesses being put out of business because they built their audience on someone else's platform. And listen, I'm going to tell you how easy it is to start your email list, and I'm going to give you a free course to walk you through the steps too. All you have to do to start an email list is this. First, you're going to go get signed up for an email marketing platform. Now, I like and I use ActiveCampaign, but you can choose ConvertKit or MailerLite or MailChimp or one of about a dozen other ones out there. It doesn't really matter. Once you've got that set up, then you're going to create an opt-in form and link that opt-in form to a welcome email. All email platforms have form builders built right into them, or you can use a dedicated form builder like Thrive Leads. But either way, create a form, connect it to your welcome email, and then put the form on your website somewhere. So you have a link to give to people so that they can get on your mailing list. Then the last thing is you have to have something to offer them. This can be a simple checklist. It can be a worksheet of some kind, maybe a video, a webinar, an ebook, a mini course. It really doesn't matter so much what the format of your freebie is, but what does matter is that it solves a problem your audience is facing right now. Keep these guidelines in mind when you create your opt-in offer. First, your freebie should be easy to consume meaning it's not something that they're going to file away for later when they have more time. You want them to read it or watch it or use it somehow right away. If they stash it for later, it's a really good bet. They're never going to look at it again. Next, it should be actionable. So give them actual steps to follow. That's your opportunity to show them that you can help, but it only works if they can see results. And listen, it doesn't have to be huge life-changing results. Just a tiny step in the right direction is enough to make them feel like you're a great resource. And finally, it should move them one step closer to paying you, which just means that it needs to be related to what you sell. In other words, don't build your list with a freebie about cat training if you sell dog treats. So that's the first step. Set yourself up so you can start collecting email addresses, even if right now all you have is a brand new business and you haven't sold a single thing yet. I told you I have a free course that shows you how to set this up, and it's using ActiveCampaign, which is my list builder of choice. You can get that at cindybedar.com list, and I'll also have the link in the show notes for you. Now, once you get your email list set up, then you're ready for step two, which is to create an email funnel. Now, I don't want you to think that this is more complicated than it is. An email funnel is just a sequence of emails. We're not going to get all fancy schmancy with it. It's just five or seven or maybe 10 emails that go out in a sequence after someone joins your list. So first they get the welcome email and that delivers your freebie or your opt-in offer. And then they start getting your funnel emails after that. This funnel or the sequence, or in some platforms it's called a campaign, but this series of emails has two purposes. 
The first is to help your new subscribers get to know you better and to get them used to receiving email from you. The second purpose is to sell them your course. I know that's shocking, but that's why you're in business, right? It's to sell things. And rather than wait for your next promotional window, which might be weeks away, depending on your email strategies, it just makes a whole lot more sense for everyone who joins your list to see your course offer, right? That's why you want to put it in your funnel. Oh, and one more reason to set up an email funnel, because when you're brand new to list building, you might find it's hard to keep on top of your email schedule. You probably know if you've known me for a while that I'm a pretty regular daily-ish emailer. But if you're brand new to this and I tell you that you're supposed to send an email every day, you're probably going to get all stressed out about that. It's a lot to ask when you're new and you're starting to, and you're trying to run a business. An email funnel lets you email your subscribers every day or every couple of days without having to actually email them every day you can stick with a much more manageable weekly or even twice a month schedule and let your funnel do the heavy lifting, at least for those first few really critical days that somebody's on your mailing list. So as soon as you have your email opt-in set up and you're ready to welcome subscribers, then you're gonna sit down for a couple of hours and write five or so emails to add to your funnel. Get them set up right away and you won't have to think about it again. It'll just be doing its job, making sales in the background while you're focusing on other things like creating content. And that's step three of this marketing process, which is to commit to a content channel. Now, it doesn't really matter if you want to write blog posts or record a podcast or start a YouTube channel or even if you want to make Facebook Live videos but you do have to do it consistently. And by that, I mean once per week, every single week. Your content should do two things. First, it has to be on topic and the narrower you can make that, the better. By that, I mean, don't write about natural fabric dyes one week and how to choose car tires the next. And I know you wouldn't do that. That's a crazy example, but you get my point. Keep your content focused on what your customers most want to know from you. The other thing your content has to do is it has to have a call to action. Give your readers or your listeners or your viewers something to do next. And for right now, what you want them to do next is to subscribe to your mailing list. So end every piece of content with an invitation to do exactly that. You can say something like, Hey, if you want to learn more about getting started with homeschooling, please head over to mywebsite.com and grab a free copy of my Back to Homeschool checklist. On a blog post, you can even put the opt-in form right there at the end of the article. If you're podcasting or you're YouTubing, then put the link in the description or in your show notes. What you don't have to do right now is worry about SEO or how to create click-worthy titles for YouTube or how to create those really cool um, thumbnails or any of that other stuff. All of that can come later. Right now, your job is to commit to creating new content once per week on your chosen channel. That's it. Publish content with a call to action. Don't overthink it. Down the road, when you've got a rhythm going and you're posting on a regular basis, then you can look for ways to improve on what you're already doing. But for now, it's more important that you're doing it at all than that you're doing it perfectly. Does that make sense? All right, now, before we move on to step 
four in your marketing plan, I want to remind you that this episode is in response to a listener question. If you have a topic or a question you'd like me to cover in a future episode, please hit me up. You can send me an email to cindy at cindybedar.com or post a comment in the show notes at tinycourseempire.com. I would love to hear your ideas. All right, now, step four. Step four is all about finding your audience. So far, you've created a way to collect email addresses, you've written a simple email funnel, and you're publishing content on a weekly basis. All good moves. You're doing great. Now, the next step is to get your content in front of the right audience. We already decided that we're not worrying about SEO yet, so you can't rely on Google to make the introduction. You're going to have to go out and find your people, and you do that by asking yourself, who really cares about this topic, and where are they most likely to be hanging out online? Then you're going to go meet them where they are so you can share your content with them. Something that new content creators always ask is, how do I get traffic to my website? And this is it. This is really the answer. It's as simple as it gets. Years ago, I heard a guy named Jeff Herring speak at the very first marketing conference I ever ever attended, and he said something I've never forgotten. Well, truthfully, he said a lot of things that made an impression on me that weekend, but one of the best was his response to this traffic question. He said, and I'm paraphrasing here, but it was years ago, but he said, you don't have to worry about traffic. Traffic is everywhere. All you have to do is put your content in front of them. And that's what we're doing here. You're going to go out and find where your audience is, and then you're going to put your content in front of them. Now, maybe that means that you're going to dust off your Instagram account and identify a handful of hashtags that your audience uses, and you go there and you post about your blog and you use those hashtags when you do it. Or maybe it means that you republish your best blog posts or your podcast transcripts on medium.com. Or if you have a business audience, maybe you get in front of them by posting on LinkedIn Pulse. If you write, a ho- write about home decor, you probably want to be on Pinterest. If software is your thing, Twitter is likely where your people are hanging out looking for answers. But wherever they are, your job as the content creator is to be there waiting for them with the answers to their questions. Now, I recommend you approach this just like you did content creation. Choose one channel at first and get really good and consistent at it. Figure out what works to get the most likes or shares or engagement or whatever the currency of that platform is. Once you've got it nailed down and running well on that channel, then you can go after the next one. But don't try to tackle them all at once because that's just going to give you a tiny bit of traction in lots of mediocre channels where what you want is lots of traction in the best channels. Which leads us right into step five, and that's talking to people. And you're going to want to buckle up for this because it's going to get real. I'm going to ask you to step out of your comfort zone and have some real conversations. Now, listen, I would love to tell you that creating content and sharing it with your audience is going to be enough to turn them into customers. And it will eventually. But who wants to take the slow boat when there's a much faster method? The faster method is simply talking to people. If you've been spending time really working to get traction on the one channel where you know your audience is hanging out, then you're very likely starting to see some results there. 
People are commenting on your posts or they're sharing or retweeting or giving them a like, and that's your cue to step it up and start a conversation with some of them. But wait, now before you do that, a word of warning. We have all been on the receiving end of those creepy text messages where you accepted somebody's friend request like 37 seconds ago, and they're already in your DMs trying to sell you on their coaching or their weight loss shake or some other thing. I mean, seriously, please give me a minute to get to know you before you start asking me those so cleverly disguised probing questions about my business. You know the ones I mean, right? So don't do that. Don't make it weird. What you do instead is just be genuine. Just reach out to say how much you appreciated the thumbs up or that you agree with her about the middle brownie being tastier than the edgy parts or that you had a dog named Chico when you were a kid too. Your goal here isn't to make a sale and it's not even to get somebody on your mailing list at this point. Your goal is to reach out with a virtual handshake and say hello because those hellos lead to bigger opportunities down the road. A few weeks ago, somebody on my mailing list replied to one of my emails just to say that he appreciated what I had written that day. I didn't know him at the time. I'd never even heard of him, but we had a friendly back and forth email exchange. And then a couple of weeks later, when he emailed me again to ask if I'd be interested in hosting a webinar with him, I was open to the idea because he'd reached out to me in a friendly, genuine manner first. If he had led with that webinar pitch, I can 100% guarantee you I wouldn't have even responded to him. Remember, I had never met him before and never even heard of him before that initial email. But because he emailed essentially just to say hello the first time, I already felt like I knew him even just a little bit. And I was willing to consider his webinar at that point. So that's what I mean when I say start talking to people. Be friendly, say hello, give them a compliment, share a laugh. That's it. No pressure at all. Because that initial outreach is the foundation for the next step, which is to ask for help from those with a bigger audience than you have. There can be a couple of ways that you can do this. And the first way, which is my personal favorite, is to create an affiliate or a referral program and invite other people to promote your courses for a share of the revenue. In the digital product world, affiliate programs typically pay 50% of the total sale to the referring affiliate, which if you think about it is a pretty sweet deal for the affiliate. They don't have to do any of the work creating a product or setting it up in a course platform or in their shopping cart. All they have to do is share great resources with their audience and when someone buys through their link, they get paid. I love this method of enlisting help from influencers because it makes it so easy for them to say yes. You've already done all the work and you're offering them a share of the profits. Who would say no to that? The other strategy is to simply ask other people to share your content. This can work as well since content marketers often share new and interesting blog posts, videos, or podcasts that they find. If you've got something you think their audience would enjoy, a quick email or a DM might just be enough to get a mention in a newsletter or a link in a tweet that goes out to a few thousand potential new fans. The thing you have to keep in mind with both of these strategies, though, is to approach others with a focus on their audience. So it's not about you and what you need, and it's not even about the influencer or the affiliate and what they need. It's about what their audience wants and needs. How does your content or your product offer value to them? 
When you approach someone with that in mind, you are going to be a lot more successful. Now, I feel like that last bit was maybe a little bit confusing. So here's an example so you can really see what I mean. Let's say that you have an affiliate program and you email me to ask me to become an affiliate. There are three ways that you can approach that conversation. Number one, you can email me and essentially say, hey, I've been your customer for a while and I've spent a lot of money with you and now I'd like you to return the favor and send some traffic my way. Here's a link where you can sign up as my affiliate. That's an email that's all about you and what you need and it's not likely to get a good response. The second option then is to reach out and say something like, hey there, I've got a great new course and you can earn $100 for everyone you sell as my affiliate. Here's where you go to sign up. Now that email is maybe a little bit better because at least there's something in it for me, but it's still not so great. The third option, and obviously this is the one I recommend, the third option goes something like this. You might say, hey there, I've just released a brand new course all about creating printables and based on what I know about your audience, I think they're going to love it. It's going to help them get up and running quickly with low cost tools, even if they don't have any design skills. And it's less than $50 right now, so it's a low risk for them too. I'm happy to give you a peek inside if you'd like to take a look, or here's the link where you can sign up as an affiliate. I pay 50% commission on every sale. So in that email, you've told me why your course is a good fit for my audience, and you've demonstrated that you know something about them, so that's good. You've told me what's in it for me, and you've offered to let me look at it before I promote. That's the kind of outreach that's going to get my attention because at the end of the day, what I care most about and what other content creators care most about is that I'm sharing quality resources with my community. Okay, so now that you know the how of approaching others to help you promote your courses, who exactly do you even reach out to? Here's what I recommend. If you think about online business like a ladder, so for example, if you're brand new and you have 12 people on your mailing list and three of them are you because you've been testing your opt-in form, you're down here near the bottom of the ladder. And that's totally cool. That's where everybody starts. But then on the rung above that are the people with a bit more experience. They've probably got a good-sized following on social and maybe a few thousand people on their mailing list. Above them are the people who have been around even longer. They might have a Facebook page with 10,000 fans and an email list of 25 or 30,000 people. Then at the top of the ladder, you have people like James Clear or Marie Forleo. They have millions of fans and followers and email lists that number in the hundreds of thousands or more. When you approach people to help spread the word about your content or your course, you're going to want to concentrate on that group that's on the rung just above you. And here's why. First, they're going to be easier to reach. They're still reading their own email and answering their own DMs, so you don't have to try to get past any kind of a gatekeeper to get to them. They also have a lot more flexibility in their marketing. In my experience, those with million-dollar businesses are often planning their content months or even a year in advance, leaving very little room to drop in a quick promo for your new course, even if they wanted to. They're also a lot less likely to take a chance on a relative newcomer. 
Now, I'm not saying that you shouldn't reach out to them. You never know what might pique the interest of an influencer with a million or more followers, so it's definitely worth a shot. But I am saying not to focus your efforts there. Instead, focus on that rung just above you because that's where you're going to find the most opportunity. Those are the people who will be most open to sharing your content, becoming an affiliate, and even inviting you back to their online content home, which is what step seven is all about. But before you go there, I want you to start making a list of people you can connect with. Open up a Word document or a Google Sheet and just start brainstorming. Who do you know in your niche who has an audience you'd like to reach? List the names, the email addresses if you have them, the website URLs, and anything else you might know about their audience. Keep it handy because as you get introduced to new people, you'll want to add them to your list. That's going to make it easy for you to keep track of who you've reached out to, plus you're going to use that list in the next step as well. So now let's talk about step seven, which is all about being more visible online. You're already creating content and you're sharing it with your audience, so you might think there's not much else to do here, but I want you to take it up a notch or two and start creating content on other people's platforms. Now that might mean doing some guest blogging where you write an, an original piece of content for someone else to publish on their blog, or maybe you want to do some interviews on other people's podcasts, or maybe make a guest appearance on their YouTube channel. This is where you're going to have to pull out that list that you started in step six. Go through that and see who has a podcast or a blog and start reaching out to offer a guest article or to be interviewed. Be prepared to share links to other published content you've written or to drop the names of other podcasts that you've appeared on. And above all else, remember the rules from step six. It's all about what's in it for their audience. Set a personal outreach goal for yourself to appear on one new show each month or to publish six guest posts in the next year or whatever is comfortable for you. The more appearances you make, the faster your audience will grow. So always be consistent in your outreach. That is the most important thing. And one last point I want to make sure that you're clear on. Right now, your call to action is to join your mailing list. So whenever you're on a podcast or guest posting and you get to include a little bio or a link where you can be found, you want to share that opt-in page. A lot of times we hear podcasters ask their guests what social platforms listeners can find them on, but it is much more useful to you if you get them on your email list than to have them scrolling through your Instagram feed. So you can say something like, I'd love to offer your listeners a free checklist to help them organize their homeschool curriculum or, you know, whatever makes sense for that audience in your business. Always clear that with your host first, though. You don't want to blindside them with an opt-in link if they aren't expecting it. And the same thing goes for guest posting. Find out from the blogger what they allow in terms of backlinks or bios and then follow the rules. But my preference is always going to be to send listeners or readers to an opt-in form rather than a social link or even the homepage of your website. So there you have it. Seven steps to promote your courses and products when you don't have a big audience to market to. If you do these seven steps and you do them consistently, don't skip that part. Remember we said at the very beginning that was the secret sauce. 
because when you do it consistently, it really won't be very long before you do have a bigger audience to promote to. So let's recap. Step number one is to prioritize your list building efforts. Email marketing is the only way to reliably reach your community. So don't put this one off. Even if you're brand new, get your email list set up right now. Step two is to start building out your email funnel. It doesn't have to be long or complicated. Just a few emails are fine to begin with, and you can always add to them later. But you definitely want to keep those new subscribers engaged because that's most that's when they're most likely to turn into fans and fans turn into customers. Step number three, then, is to choose a content channel and get super consistent about creating new content every single week. It can be a blog, it can be a podcast, it can be a YouTube channel, but pick one and post new content each and every week. Step four is to find your audience on social and start sharing what you're doing. Don't try to post to all the channels, just focus on the one or two where they're most likely to be spending their time. Then step five is to talk to people. At this stage in your business, you cannot afford to be a wallflower. You have to put yourself out there. Just don't be creepy about it. Don't be, don't be overly pushy. And I know you wouldn't anyway, but it bears repeating. Then steps six and seven build on that because those conversations are going to help get you interviewed. They're going to help you land guest blogging spots, and they're going to get linked to by influencers and others. You got this. Just take it one step at a time and remember the secret sauce. Of course, I can't promise that you'll make millions in your first few weeks, but with consistent action, you will get results. That I can guarantee. Now, I have a favor to ask. If you're enjoying the Tiny Course Empire podcast, please be sure to subscribe. That way, new episodes will drop right into your podcast app and you won't miss anything. I'd also love it if you'd give me a rating and a review in whatever platform you're listening on to. That helps bump us up in the rankings so that people can find us. And finally, if you're looking for show notes and recommended resources, you will find those at tinycourseempire.com. Be sure to leave me a comment while you're there and tell me what your favorite strategy is for marketing your courses and products. I would love to hear from you. Have a terrific rest of your day, and I'll talk to you again next week. If you like what you hear on the Tiny Course Empire podcast, you're going to love all of the courses you'll find inside my Six Figure Systems membership. That's my monthly membership where we dig into online marketing for regular people like you and me. We don't do big launches or have the big headaches and the big expenses that come with them. Instead, we focus on creating repeatable, sustainable systems that continue to grow over time and that don't suck up all of our energy or require a 10-person team to manage. You can come see what we're all about at sixfiguresystems.com, and I'll see you on the inside.